So yes, if you've been doing too many tutorial based videos, where you're just repeating things that everyone else in your industry are saying, then that's probably a lack of mastery and thought leadership. Okay, so focus on that. I want you to focus on your thought leadership as I am growing into mine. Hi, I'm Michelle Hahn, and I've built multiple six-figure online businesses from home that offers the financial freedom for me to do what I want, when I want. And most importantly, it allows me to be available for my children whenever they need me. And let me tell you that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for our successes. So how do you build a thriving business from home and impacting thousands from around hey, the world? Bosses. This Welcome is the back. Chill Mom Boss Today Show. Today we're talking about mastery and what separates influences and thought leaders and why is it so important. So I'm just going to start by making a couple of things clear. Number one is that this episode and the things that I'm going to talk about um, is going to be more for the expert-based business. That means if you have a course, a program, or a service that is based off your expertise, right? Like uh, maybe you are a weight loss coach or a parenting coach or a business coach. But this would also apply if you own a local-based business around some kind of expertise that you have such as a coffee shop or home care, skin care, cleaning services, interior design, maybe you are a personal stylist, or a B2B business where you help other businesses with maybe PR or managing the social media. Like there's some kind of expertise and you're delivering that expertise in a service or a course or a workshop or a program or in products, but you are selling it through because it's you, right? So this episode is for you. And I want to be very clear that, you know, there could be some businesses that are more like what I call facilitators, right? What I mean is, uh, those of you who may have a membership site or a big Facebook group, right? You're a great facilitator. Um, you can create a very good community, right? So maybe you're someone who has a membership site or a website for parents, but you're actually not a parent, but you're very, very good at facilitating a community and bringing in the right experts. This episode is not for you, okay? This episode is not for facilitator type business. So don't pay attention to what I'm talking to and what this episode, what I'm talking about in this episode. It doesn't apply to you. However, if you are someone who has a business because of an expertise, you are an expert and this episode is for you. And it's really about finding mastery in what it is and how to kick it off, okay? Uh, I'm going to talk about the difference between an influencer and a thought leader. And one of the reasons why it is because, and specifically for 
course-based business or the online business space, uh, like you know, an online education space, which is what I would classify Mambos Acad- uh, Academy as being, uh, an online education company. And there have been a huge push and a huge focus on how do we get more followers, right? And finally, I had someone DMing me and say how she was losing fake followers. And I was telling her that, hey, fake followers won't buy from you. Fake followers won't engage. So it's great and awesome that you're losing these fake followers. But she was just going on and on about how other people are not losing fake followers, only her. So there is this misconception that the more followers you have, right? People just assume that more followers equals more sales. And although, yes, having a big organic following can definitely help you generate more sales, but it doesn't guarantee it. And there's a lot of people out there who have a huge following, but no sales. And I think one of the reasons why is because a lot of people may have built their big followings for things that is outside of their expertise. So for example, you know, they could be an entertainer. They are very funny. They could just do things that is really popular and people tend to like those popular things because it's funny, right? But when it comes to selling, they can't really sell anything because they built a following of entertainment versus what they are an expert in, right? And that's the difference between thought leaders and influencers. And I think thought leaders can very well be influencers. But because you are an influencer doesn't mean you are a thought leader. Thought leaders are people who can see the industry or the niche or the space differently. They can identify um, what's out there, what's in here, how am I going to do it differently, how am I going to change it. They can look at a space from a bus eye view and they can see what everybody else is doing so that they can do things differently. And that's really what I do when I look at my industry. It's a very competitive industry. But I look at the industry and I look at how content has been thought. And I look at how online marketing has been thought so far. And I look at how um, product market fit has been thought. I look at it from a bird's eye view and go, what's missing? What do people not realize until up to this point? And let me help them realize it. Let me help them. And then not just to realize it, but to give people a framework that is mine and let's give it some structure, right? Let's get to processes and to maneuver people out of the the scenario that they're having problem in. And that's why we talk about method and processes inside in demand. And that's what a thought leader does is when they get people to see things differently. They get people to see things their way. Why? Because they see things differently, right? And my question to you is if you um, 
are you able to see things differently from inside your own space, your industry, right? Or are you just regurgitating information that other people that's been talking about? Are you just repeating buzzwords? Are you just re-originating courses in books that you've read? Or are you genuinely, genuinely see the space differently? Right? Do you see what's missing? Do you see why people are getting stuck? Do you see what information is outdated? And do you know how to maneuver people out of those outdated beliefs and methods and into something that's new and better and more efficient for the current world? And that's what a thought leader is. That's what a thought leader does. And when someone has that thought leadership, they usually can see things differently because they have a level of mastery of what they're doing, right? So I remember one afternoon, I was just randomly scrolling social media and saw a video with Gary Vaynerchuk in it, right? Gary V. And I remember Gary was talking about when he went to work at his father's liquor store. I think he was a teenager back then. Um, and, you know, being being just a helper and, and just helping out every now and then, um, they were trying to move things around the store. And I think uh, the focus was that they wanted to sell more wine. They found that wine has, is giving them a higher profit, right? And um, they were just, he was just like looking at how his dad had the layout in the store and he was looking at, you know, what they could do to move it and what they do not want to move, right? Um, and he started to realize that his dad was putting all the wine at the back of the store. And he was like, Dad, if we're trying to sell more wine, which gives us more uh, profit, then we should restructure the layout and move them to the front. And right, that's, that seems, uh, how to say, that seems rational now that you think of it. But for someone who doesn't have that level of mastery, you probably would not think of it, right? Probably someone would just come in and like, yeah, just move, just 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 arrange it however you like and just maybe make the prettier things up front or more expensive things up front, right? But he looked at it at a at a bus eye view and know like how you should structure the showcases, um, how it could funnel people to the left of the store, which would actually cause them to do an entire lap around the store and seeing all the different deals and they, they can get more sales that way, right? And when he told the story, um, he said that he had learned the concept of that from when he was selling baseball cards. And when he was selling his baseball cards, he started to realize that when you go to a convention center where people are dealing baseball cards, <laughs> I didn't even know there's such a thing, and uh, people who are in the spot that has more traffic would actually get more sales, right? And then he had to realize that when you lay out your baseball card in a certain way and a certain order, and 
the ones at a certain spot end up selling more. And he's bringing the expertise, that mastery back to his dad's store at probably, I don't know how old he was at the age, 13, 14. He said he was a teenager. So that's a level of mastery, right? If someone who had no level of mastery, no experience, not knowing, uh, never looked at how people are selling things and trading is, would never had that experience. When the story continues and uh, he began to say um, how they move into email marketing. So what Gary V did was that he started to see how the liquor industry was doing and how technology was starting to come into place and no one else was doing that. No one else took advantage of it. So he started to learn, right? He started to look at um, email marketing and to test it and to tweak it. And what he did was that he started getting customers to give them, to give him their email addresses. And within a year, they had an email list of about 20,000 people. So again, he's getting that knowledge. He's getting that mastery before everyone else, but he's focused on things that no one else can see. He was looking at his space differently right and when he uh what he did was that oh no one else out there none of his competitors even had email lists at that point and that was his advantage right what other people were still doing was that they were still advertising all the specials in uh, on paper in pamphlets Right. And so he was like, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at all the specials that they give out with, you know, as uh, newsletters, like physical newsletters into mailbox. I'm going to look at all the specials and I'm going to put them all into a spreadsheet and I'm going to look at what we have. And then I'm going to undercut all the special and blast it to my email list. Right. So when he started doing that, all the other competitors, still would not know what he was doing because no one was competing with him because they didn't know that he was sharing this with the email list, of course, unless the competitor was in the email list, right? So he was outmaneuvering people without them even realizing it. And when you are a thought leader and when you have a mastery of your craft, you are able to outmaneuver people because they can't see what you're doing. You have a level of mastery over them. Okay, so let me take our defining moment story framework, something that I teach my students inside in demand. Uh, let's say you learn it, right? And I ask you to do a video based off that your defining moment story that we crafted together. And I tell you to do a video based off it and post it on social media as a connection video, right? And a connection video, as we know it, is not a motivational or inspirational video. However, your competitors, by just looking at it, they will think it is, a motivational or inspirational video. They don't know why and how 
we crafted that. They can even copy you word by word, but it wouldn't engage as much as you do, right? Because when you do a connection video, your competitors will look at it and go, oh, she's doing a motivational video. I'm just going to do a motivational video as well. But you didn't just do a motivational video. You were doing things like um, releasing identities, connecting with the people, releasing belief, releasing core values, because that is where true subconscious connection is actually formed. But your competitors won't know because they can't see it. They don't have that level of mastery. And what I'm doing is I'm giving my level of mastery over messaging to our students, right? I'm giving them how to craft a story around their product market fit so that they can outmaneuver their competition without their competition even knowing what they're doing, okay? Even if they can see it, they won't know what is below the surface, right? And I want you to be able to do the same thing. I want you and your work and your content to be so deep that if you're doing things differently, other people won't realize what you're doing. And that is thought leadership. Thought leadership allows you to do that. Now, the thing that most people would get to is, or the question that would come up with is like, well, how do I get to that level of mastery? What do I do, right? How do I do and how do I get there? There's a couple of ways you can get there. And number one is experience. Something that you have a lot of experience in. And that gives you some level of mastery. There's a difference between knowledge and knowing knowledge. That's the difference, right? The difference is like if I read 25 books about how to swim, but I've never actually gotten into the swimming pool, right? And knowing is like I've been swimming for 25 years and I swim in the pool, I've swim in the open sea, and that's knowing, okay? Um, so I know how to swim, right? So you can communicate differently, deeper than everyone else. That's number one. Number two, the true people, the people who have true mastery is, is not only those who have the knowledge and the experience and have the knowing, they also have the purpose and passion behind what they're doing as well. The people that I believe have true mastery are the ones who are leaving their purpose at the same time. Um, I think a lot of people get confused and they think my purpose, like they think their purpose, there's only one purpose. It is the why I'm here to do. My life comes down to this one true purpose. And I don't think people only have one purpose. I think people could have multiple purposes that they, that they can fulfill within their life. And I think... It doesn't always have to be career-driven. A lot of people think that um, a, a purpose is career-driven 
or they think is their work, right? Their, their purpose is their life's work. And um, it can be for a lot of people, it is. Um, so let me give you an example for myself. I knew since I was a kid, probably for as long as I can remember, was that I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a mother. And um, I would say that was my purpose during my young adult life. <laughs> uh, that was my purpose. And let me tell you, while I was traveling the world, modeling, I was focusing on finding a good partner to start a family with. I know, right? Not the Michelle who you thought you knew now, right? But that was me. When I was younger, I was just, I knew I wanted to be a mom. I knew I, I'm looking for a partner while I'm working, but that was my purpose during that time. And then I got married, right? And I started my business. Um, first, while we're planning for our children, I kind of have these other deep, you know, a deeper, smaller voice that says, I want to start my own business. So I started my business. And we had our first child, Lauren, and I immediately gave it up to be a stay-at-home mom because my purpose at that point, my stronger purpose was to be a stay-at-home mom. But then once I tried being a mom, a full-time stay-at-home mom, I realized that I wanted to be more for my kids, that I have a legacy to leave behind now, now that I have kids. So my purpose started to shift and to change, right? I wanted to focus on something more meaningful, like what's next after now that I'm, I'm a mom. So it's just, it's just like this internal driver inside of me that had shifted. And if my internal driver was to be a mom, I became a mom. And that purpose has, has been fulfilled. And so I move on and evolve to have another purpose. And helping moms like myself build successful and profitable business that lasts while being there for our children, right? To live out the rest of our life, living up to our potential, and becoming that support system for them, that's my purpose now. Mamba's Academy is born out of that purpose, right? Besides my other purpose of being the best role model my kids could have. And the reason why I'm telling you this story is because sometimes we think that purpose is career-driven, Right, So it's not always career-driven. Being a mom is not career-driven. A purpose is this internal driver that's inside of you. That's something that you want to go and do and accomplish. Hey there, I'm taking a short break to let you know that if you've been thinking of starting a business but you just don't know where or how to start or you're that frazzled entrepreneur, trying to do everything but your business is still not growing 
consider Momentum, our twice monthly coaching membership to take your business to that next level so you can reach your goal faster and easier. You will gain access to in-depth training, strategies, mindset coaching, and an exclusive community that is designed to help you define your purpose, clarify your strategy, and build a business and life that you love. Head over to mamboss.academy forward slash momentum to join us now. All right, back to the episode. So it's not always career driven, but I do believe that people that have thought leadership can change their space. You have to understand, I don't have formal training in business growth. I have no formal training in marketing, psychosis, understanding human behavior, sales, online marketing. I have no formal training in anything that I'm helping people with today. But I know in this moment that this is my purpose of what I'm here to do. And I know down the road that my purpose might shift and change as well. But when I hear people talk about their business, I can literally see where are the gaps and what they need to do instead. And when I see a social media post or someone's landing page, I can immediately, quote unquote, know whether something would work or wouldn't work. I can see which content would work best because is speaking to the subconscious mind. And this has never been thought, but I've always been interested in human behavior and how people think. And I started to look and read books. And wow, I mean, I've been obsessed with breaking down what all the other experts are doing in the industry. When I see someone's book, when I see uh, an expert's content, right? Uh, Let me just study that presentation just one more time. And I can literally see the little nuance and what people are doing when they talk in a TED talk or during a speech uh, or during a book tour, you know, during a live TV shows and how people sell. And it's often not just the script, but the small gesture the pauses in between and the key words that they use and how an offer is constructed. And because I'm able to see and because I'm leaning into my purpose and that's why I believe that it comes easily to me. And I combine that with experience and knowing I'm going to get a deeper level of mastery, the more I apply it onto my own business, the more I help other people become better at theirs. So I know by doing so, I am on my way to become a thought leader because I can see things differently from everyone else. And I do think that a lot of people don't lean into what their purpose is or what they see or what they can get very easily because um, it could hurt them because if they don't do it, they can never reach that level of thought leadership that they want to get to, right? They could 
uh, it could be a pivot inside your business and it's, it could be scary, right? Because it would look as if, oh my God, I'm pivoting. Oh my God, I am uh, niching down. And to when I niche down, it's letting go of all the other opportunity and that could look scary. And so a lot of people, are they just stay doing what they've been doing all these years and they want to stay comfortable, right? Which is fine. And you can be very successful just doing that. But if you want to be above your competition, if you want to be the thought leadership, you have to be able to live in that purpose, live in that passion, lean into what you see differently than everyone else before they could see it, right? And combine that with knowledge knowing right knowledge knowing and experience um so my husband he takes golfing lessons right i talk about it sometimes and he often comes back and tell me how his lessons would go and he gets different coach for one for his driving technique and one for his uh what is that putting chipping technique and so he told me like how amazing his driving coach is just the way he swings and able to tell immediately what Nick does wrongly and able to correct him down to like your head position your shoulder and and um and all that is amazing but he could tell that the putting one was just so solar, you know, and it's, I think for us ladies, we probably have been to um, a masseuse, right? A masseuse that was so good, just like massages. And um, have you been to one that's just so good that you aren't even aware what she's done, but it's just so heavenly, right? The lady could just know exactly where to go you know after this you know after the shoulder then where her hand moves and exactly how much pressure to use and that's like the next level right and to me that's mastery that's mastery of your craft and for someone who's able to perform a massage as great as that would probably be able to teach massages differently right he he or she is probably a better teacher because um, she will be able to communicate things differently and usually the best teachers in the world are the one who have some level of mastery over their craft so let's talk about this like so how do we start to attain this mastery to become thought leaders. One, I think we, which we have already talked about is to lean into the passion or an interest or something that comes very easily for you. That's the first step, okay? Um, because that would allow you to move through and reach a level of mastery. So for example, product market fit is easy for me, right? That's why working on uh, business strategy with my clients is very easy for me and teaching that in our programs comes easy and I love it right um, I, I don't know why but it just does right um, so but let's say I decided to be a, a you know have some sort of level of mastery say over dancing 
that doesn't come easy. And while yes, I can perhaps follow a choreography, I was a cheerleader at high school after all, it didn't come easy for me. And I joined because of my friends, you know, peer pressure. And I'm never fully sure about what I'm doing when I'm dancing. I don't like intuitively know, like, you know, when I should be putting my hands up and where my hips should go. And even if I practice every week, which I used to be in high school, and I was dedicated to it, you know, I, you could say I developed the craft, but I'm never ever going to compete against someone who intuitively, naturally can dance better than me. Right, there's just people who just knew like how the head should be turning when you know they can see five steps ahead of me. They they just know they can groove to the music. I can't, right? So we have to lean into these things that comes easy for us, or we have a heavy interest in, which can sort of like the deeper you go, you can attain it, right? But that can only get you so far right I suppose to look at the level of mastery look at what are you very gifted at right you still need the knowledge knowing and not just the knowledge right you still need repetition because if you want to be a master of something you need repetition you need dedication and it's a lifelong thing because yeah, because mastery is a lifelong thing and it should never have an end goal. It's like, okay, I reached this level of mastery and then off I go. Because once you reach that, you probably start teaching it and then you have a standard, right? When you, you, you start that, then eventually everyone else would take that standard as a norm. For example, a hero's journey, right? Hero's journey is a concept that's been thought. Um, he, it has taken a, a level of mastery for the creator. I can't remember his name. It escapes my, the top of my head at the moment. Um, like he has reached that level of mastery to come up with the framework of hero's journey, right? And because he saw something very differently. But now it's an industry norm. Every coaches, anyone who teaches branding, online marketing, probably talk about hero journeys at some point. So the mastery needs to be something that's always evolving, right? Because you need to be an even better after your hero's journey, what's next, right? Because other people are catching up as well. So it's going to take repetition. It's going to take testing and it's going to take tweaking. And of course, it takes dedication. And... One of the way that I look at it is that I just don't look at it as, oh, uh, I've created that as a content. I don't look at it as just a course, right? I look at it as an IP. It's my intellectual property. That is my work. That is not just my course. That is mine. And whoever who would be talking about this in the future would be quoting my name when I share it. I know I should be quoting that person's name who created the hero's journey, but yeah, look it up, right? I mean, if you look it up, the hero's journey, it will eventually take you back to the person who first talked about it, all right? So I'm going to use my mastery and knowing and experience to create something that is so unique and different, and that is going to be my IP. 
So basically, it helps me build and raise awareness. And when you reach a level of mastery, you will become a thought leader. Okay, so a quick recap. Number one is uh, you need to be, there need to be some kind of level of knowing, a deeper knowing, right? To In order to do that, you need more experience. You want more repetition because every time you repeat something or you try it again, you're dedicated to it and you learn something more. Um, second thing is that you raise awareness to more things, right? And you lean into your purpose. All right, so let's get back to intuition, right? So um, if we want to lean into something that comes easy for us, intuition can be your guide. So how do you develop that intuition? Number one, you want to get very silent. And I mean silent as in quieting the mind, right? Silence is the key. Silence is golden. And very often people get the best ideas when they are in meditation or in the shower or they're jogging or when they're just taking a walk, right? And that's because you're silent. And that's because the thinking mind is shut off and it lets the best idea comes to you. It lets you think outside the box. But most people will shut off the intuition and say, oh my God, what did, what did I just think, right? This idea is stupid and don't follow through with it. But you don't want to shut it out. You want to respect your thoughts. And you do want those thoughts to be unrealistic because... If they're unrealistic, it means you're thinking outside the box of normal. Look, if you're trying to create something that you never created before, you can't do it inside the box. You can't be, oh, let's just do something that someone else has tried, right? So you want to be creating and thinking something that is outside your box and you can't do it without thinking outside the box, okay? You can't do it with inside the box thinking. So when we're silent in our mind, it just gives us this idea and it may seem unrealistic at first, but it's a great sign. That's your intuition heading and firing. And um, what I want you to do is that look at all the work that you do. And when you start working with clients and you start working with your students or um, you start working with more and more people. You are the you are doing the things that you get that comes very easy to you. You are getting to a level of mastery because you're repeating it all the time. I want you to pay attention to those intuition moments. For example, when a client just tells me what is happening inside the business, and I can immediately just without asking any question, just by her going on about what's been happening, what she has tried, I can immediately pinpoint exactly what she needs. And that comes easily for me. So if you are working with a client and you just know that, oh, this is it, right? This is exactly what this person needs to do, right? That comes through with intuition 
and you, you know that when you do that, your client is absolutely going to crush it, that's your intuition kicking in. And I want you to listen to that intuition. But a lot of people, they will just go, oh, that's just my intuition. I'm not sure if it's the right thing, um, you know, but it is. Listen to your intuition because when you get to that level of mastery, it's usually, it should be easy. It, sh it should be the intuition kicking in and make things so pleasant and so easy for you. Okay, now you're getting to, oh my God, that's just my intuition. I don't know where that come from. So how do I turn that into my IP or my processes? Now I want you to break down all the elements, uh, what was occurring, what happened, what happen inside your work or what the other person said or what was the environment like that the time that the intuition fired right you want to repeat that again you want to break down all these elements and then look at it and so it becomes your intuition could become something that you could becomes tangible that you could write down right so let's say um i could just read a piece of content or see a piece of content and then immediately see what works and what doesn't so i could see how we could turn that into my client core messaging so that it attracts more people so that it puts them as the thought leader in their industry so that's what i'm really good at so i break it down and see what elements are there what is missing that they're currently missing um, that i could perhaps help them that we could fill the gaps right so some people say that's my intuition i can't teach my intuition and i say yes you can. You just need to learn how to break it down. And a lot of people get into this space and they're like, I can't bring on coaches. I can't bring on employees. They can't do what I do because it's my intuition that's guiding me. And that's because you haven't break it down into systems. I know systems is not um, sexy or so exciting to talk about it. But then if you could identify it if you fire it over and over and over again and that's what i do best right when people tell me that oh it's just my intuition i'm like nope let's go through what happened what you said what happened what you said what came to your mind and let's just note down everything and record that and i promise you you will see a patterns in the elements that make your intuition fire Okay, yes, it is a feeling, it is intuitive, but we can turn that intuition into something tangible. Okay, so the last and final step, if we want thought leadership, is that we have to put a structure to all of this. We want to put structure to things that are your passion, your deep knowing, uh, your knowledge, repeating things that you're learning, and new things that are in your awareness and we need to bring structure to your intuition all right so if you want mastery you want thought leadership there's three things that have come together as number one is the deep knowing and knowing is created through repetition putting things into action dedication implementation and 
experience. When we repeat, we are dedicated, we implement, and we have a lot of experience. We gain deep knowing when we have deep knowing, when we have experience. And we combine that also with our intuition so that we can literally break down what's causing our intuition to fire. And with that, we have structure. And the reason why you need structure is because structure is what allows you to teach it, to scale it. Okay, so thought leadership just don't just change the space. They educate as thought leaders, right? They tap, they do talks, they they write books, they create content, they create courses, they they um, create franchises so other people could do it. If we need a deeper knowing, we need to listen to our intuition. But we do need to be able to break down the intuition and then we need to be able to put all that into a structure that we can teach others. And when you learn how to teach it and communicate it at another level, well, now you have thought leadership. So what I always say is that we look at the elements on what's going on and then we give it a framework, right? Give it a framework that you can teach, uh, multiple frameworks if you need, right? Just give it a methodology and that is thought leadership. So if you get to this level, how many followers do I get and what can I do that is going to get me more likes? right and before you know it if you are entertaining people for likes instead of being known for your ip for your work right for your ip which is your in intellectual property right if you're just known for um because you can dance and point really well like some tiktok trend versus changing the space shifting perspective and having a level of mastery over your work so deep that no one can compete with you. So yes, if you've been doing too many tutorial-based videos where you're just repeating things that everyone else in your industry are saying, then that's probably a lack of mastery and thought leadership, okay? So focus on that. I want you to focus on your thought leadership as I am growing into mine. It could, be, it could seem a lot for you right now, but really, we are going to do work inside our business anyway. So why don't we become a master at our craft? So focus on those four things that I touched about today. And if you're listening to this episode and you have some aha moments or questions, all you need to do is DM me at the chill mom on Instagram or you could post a story on Instagram, tag me and let me know. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Till then, take care and much love. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you're listening. A good one, I hope. Chances are, if you found value in this episode, others would be too. You can also tag me at the Chill Mom or Mumboss.academy on Instagram and tell me what you'd like or have learned from today's episode. I love seeing how you fit my podcast into your life. 
Till the next time, all my best, and you've got this.